almost burped. And welcome to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons Family Podcast. I am the father, Brian. What's up? It's me. Back again. Hi. And who are you? I don't know. That's Brendan. That sounds like an Is existential... Big Brendo. Existential crisis ya to me. boy. Right, Dean? It's not even what I go by anymore. Brednick. There you go. <laughs> ya boy. Big bready boy. Big bready boy. Ew. Okay. Are you pointing at me? I'm pointing at you. Are you pointing to me? Pointing to you, Are through you, you around Dean? you. Dean? No, I'm not. Dean, who am I? You're a lady who won't shut up. It's true. Um... My name is Corey. I am the mother. Um, maybe I shouldn't have be drinking beer right now because I constantly feel like I'm about to burp. So if I do, can you edit it out? I will. Thank you. All right. All right. And thank you for joining us today. It's great to have you here. All right. So without further Dean is ado. looking an empty cat bowl. Yeah, he's starving. Obviously. Wasting away to nothing. He just ate. Did he, though? Yeah. All right. Well, without any further ado, why don't we jump to it? And Corey, why don't you hit us with our romper room shout out? You know, I can't believe it. For the past, what, 39 episodes, you've been handing well, it over to me. 38, because this For the is past 39. 38 episodes, you've been handing it over to me. And I've been like, what? Me? Who? And I'm not going to stop doing it. And I'm not prepared, as always. And uh, Dean's still looking his cat bowl. Stop stalling! All right, so where's my mirror, Dean? Where's my... Oh, he's drinking water now. Where's my mirror? Here it is. It's dirty. Do you see that? Mm, is should, it? I get, should I clean it? No, you shouldn't. I you should. should just look at yeah, the... you should just leave it this, this week. <laughs> That's a different That's squeak. not even... I don't know what that is. That's an old-timey jalopy starting up. What? I'm looking through my magic mirror. Hold on. No, no. no. I see. What is a jalopy? It's an old-timey car. It's an old, broken-down, crappy car. Jalopy, baby! Never heard the word jalopy before? No, not once. Well, there you go. Well, I'm an 80-year-old man. Um, (laughs) Huh? Oh, I'm looking through my magic mirror. And I see my friends. I see my friend Carl and my friend Patrick and my friend Lindsay and Baby, host of the Goo Goo Gaga, were sponsored by Masterclass. My friend Caleb, my friend Jess, Mike, Susie, and Maurice, otherwise known as the Boogeyman's Closet. Please don't listen to it until until you're 18, or maybe you can listen to it if you don't give a crap. I don't know. Do what you want. It's about horror movies. Where am I? Oh, hello. I also see my friend Jay, Amy, Teresa, Jasmine, uh, Mary Beth, who liked the page again, and I'm like, maybe she's listening. Maybe she isn't. Who who knows? No one tells me anything. Hello to my friend Timothy and Justin. And there was a guy, I think his name was John. He um he uh, commented on yes. one of our posts on Facebook. I believe your name's John. Hello to you. Please say hello back to me if you actually are listening. I don't hear him. Um, now, now you can hear back, things through your mirror? I mean, maybe. It is magic. Apparently. Now, 
On to the real people. Hello, TJ, Cash, Karen, Georgia, Sterling. Hello. Uh, Joe Latruglio is also a fan. So is Andy Samberg. Not Captain Holt. He told me I had no time for this rubbish. Uh, he has um, a name. I... <laughs> the guy who was in Primal Fear with my best friend. <laughs> That's his name, right? Yes. <laughs> um, I'll learn it next week. I'm sure you will. Uh, no, I won't. I'll have to write it down. And we all know I'm not going to do that. Uh, who else? Hello to... You know what? I'm not going to individually name them, but hello to all of the cast... Of the MMC. I know you're listening. What else are you doing? Except for you, Carrie Russell. I still have beef with you. Anyways, hello. Because, Carrie Russell, I have beef with her. I didn't like Felicity. Like, and then she cut her hair and it was a big thing. And, um, nah, I wasn't a fan. Hello, Big Eeth. Speaking of. Big Eeth. Yeah. Uh, hello also to... Speaking of hair, because he's got he's got some hair right now. I was going to say, speaking <laughs> of big things, but then I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> but you made me say it anyways. By the way, Captain Ray Holt is played by Andre Brauger. B-R-A-U-G-E. Well, I love him, but he's not listening. Uh, hello to Durs and Adam and Blake and Kyle. And hello to... My best friend, the man who needs no introduction, but who I will introduce anyways, the Silver but, Fox himself. Who? Who'd I miss? But you're not introducing anyone. I am introducing him. The Silver Fox himself. No! I did forget someone. I forgot Buffalo's own Don Johnson and my actual real friend, Joe. Hello, guys. But here's my best friend. It's the Silver Fox stick gear. Here I come. Oh, my God. Guess what, man? We did it. We did it! Did we? We did it! I don't believe you. All right. That will all be good. <laughs> no, it won't! <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, thank we... you. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't get her started on that. All right. Well, we have some big news today. What's because... the big news? It's Cinco de Mayo. It is Cinco de Mayo. Um, but our big news? big news is we have an email today. Oh. Oh, y- you were all... much more excited earlier. I, I am excited. I was going to do a spit take, but then I'm like, they can't see me. What? what? With beer? Yeah. I was, I'm not cleaning that. I was that. going to take a sip of beer, and then I was going to spit it back out in my cup, because it's my backwash. You drink your own backwash all the time. That's like a scientific proof thing. It's a scientifically proven fact that you drink your backwash all the time. Yeah. Sure. We have an email. We have an email. Comedy. From who? From none under none other than our friend Tim. My best friend. Has Tim? anyone ever yep, anyone else ever Mike. emailed us? Mike, Mike has. and I believe Susie has as well. Aunt Susie. I think she did also. All right, Carl, I know you're listening. I emailed your podcast (laughs) like three times. Get back to us. true. But anyways, let's go with the current email. And um, so this was sent to us a little while ago. Looks like it was right after our last episode. And so I'll just kind of paraphrase uh, what Tim is saying here. So he gives us more accolades. Great job on the last episode. It was good to hear you move outside of the, quote, classic era. He agrees with Corey 
that this was a neglected, well-done episode. I mean, yeah. But he doesn't rank it quite as high as she does. Yeah. But he does want to say, hey, Corey. Yeah. Sending an email. Yeah. Want to fight? I mean, Tim, I thought we were best friends, but I will kick your butt if I have to. But you keep asking people to email and fight you. So he's I mean, doing what you asked, and now well, you're pulling back and saying I'm you not, don't want to fight I'm not him? pulling back. Like, Tim, where do you live? <laughs> oh my God. We can meet in the middle somewhere. Under the flagpole. It can be part of our Patreon. There you go. <laughs> There's a fight meet here. There's fight meet here. Oh my god. <laughs> Make right. sure everyone I hate knows about this. They will pay money for that. Okay, so back to the email. Um, he said, maybe I missed it, but when you were referencing the title of this episode, it was the classic comedy Weekend at Bernie's. I believe we did say that. Because I said yeah. there wasn't meant much... It didn't make sense that it was. Yeah. And he did also say that he enjoys the podcast that I mentioned on that episode, which is called Turned Out a Punk. Um, He said he only recently discovered it himself, and obviously it has been around a while. He said he'll never get caught up with the interviews, and he mentioned some of the people that were on. Um, But he said, but, you know, it really got him going when he saw some of those people and things like that, and he's enjoying it as well. Um, He also wanted to mention that he recently discovered a podcast called Killed by Desk that interviews people with punk backgrounds who are dealing with life as professionals. And his mate, as he called him, Lane Pedersen, was recently featured on that one. So go check it out. Um, So then he says he's got to wrap it up. He thanks us. And he does have something to say about Brendan. He says, you're a very sharp kid. But through no fault of your own, you will never know what it's like to be a 20th century stoner. It's true. And he finishes by saying, and well, Corey, I'm sending you an email. Yay! And then he actually followed up by saying, forgot to ask if Corey wants to fight. I mean, Tim, let's meet in the middle somewhere. And then he had sent another one and yeah. said, oh, wait, I did ask. Well, Corey, bring it on. Well, like I said shots fired i will drive halfway you can drive halfway we will shake hands you know as long as we're both fully vaccinated we can shake hands maybe exchange a hug because i feel like we're at that point (laughs) and um then we'll just start throwing punches or is it gonna be a we'll just start throwing down is it a duel at dawn you know um and i will say this tim obviously was brought up a punk and I was brought up, um, I mean, I, I went to a very ghetto school, so it would be like punk versus hip-hop. Mm. Who's going to win? You know who wins? Our Patreon members. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, Tim's the only one, so I don't know. Look for it soon. There will be a $10,000 tier on Patreon called Fight Me, where Corey will drive to whatever place you want. Halfway. 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 And Let's not go crazy. <laughs> and you know what, Tim, since uh, you're the first to kind of go in this, we'll, we'll cut you a little scratch off of that, too. Yeah, we'll, we'll cut I it by mean, a tenth. You get a $9,000. Let me tell you something, though. If we had listeners in New Zealand and they were like, I'll fight her, I'll be like, I will immediately fly to new zealand because i hear it's beautiful there yeah it is okay well there you have it everyone 
So that just happened. What if I formed like a deranged like Simpsons version of Fight Club and I was both the narrator and Tyler Durden like in the movie and book spoiler alerts well you're already breaking the first and second rules well it's not happening yet I see what you did there sure wait a second there's a book about Fight Club but you can't talk about Fight Club there's a book and a movie yeah that book and movie aren't allowed to be made it's not a, a great story. book, a good movie. Yes, agreed. You didn't read the book. Sure I did. No, you didn't. I gave you the book to read and you said, I don't think I'll read this. I read the cover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using that. <laughs> so you can't tell me I didn't read it. <laughs> and you know what? I think I read the little back piece too. So Great. So there you go. So I read it. All right. Well, anyways, if anyone else would like to challenge Corey to a fight and have her meet you halfway, uh, you can email us, of course, at soitscometothispod at gmail.com. And, Timothy, as always, thank you so much for reaching out. Thanks, Tim. We appreciate it. You think T.J. Miller would want to fight me? I don't know. We could find out when we go see him in a few weeks. Slug his face. (laughs) That's mean. Sorry, TJ. Anyways, you could also have such a punchable face. You could also find us on Instagram at so it's come to this underscore pod or on. T- Actually, I won't say Twitter because we don't talk about Twitter. We don't talk about Twitter. But we could also find us on Facebook where we're most active at so it's come the number two this. All right, so let us jump into our Ion Springfield segment. Now I don't have much today. I only have one thing for our Ion Springfield segment. The world is looking down on us mercifully. <laughs> so for this Ion Springfield segment, um, basically just have to mention that, Corey, you know Julio on The Simpsons, played by Hank Azaria. Yeah. And you love Julio. I do. Because he basically uses the same voice he does for the birdcage. Yes. And you love that character. I love, I love that character. Well, you may remember a few weeks ago, remember we were watching the episode and Julio was on. And we're like, huh, that voice sounds different. Because it wasn't Hank Azaria, right? Correct. So Julio, he's a homosexual Cuban character who appears sporadically throughout the series. He's no longer being voiced by Hank Azaria, who is white and heterosexual. He will now be portrayed by Tony Rodriguez, a gay Cuban-American voice actor. So, of course... What has he done? Because that name sounds familiar. I don't know. Brendan, All you right. want to look it up? What's his name? Tony Rodriguez. I'm getting updates on move so, out, so... Of course, the Switch is the latest in a line of politically correct moves made by the long-running animated sitcom. So according to a tweet from Simpsons producer Matt Selman, a video supercut compiled by Drew Mackey that we talked about a few weeks ago, uh, plus Glenn Lakin's podcast, Gayest Episode Ever, quote, definitely had a hand in the change. Because we had talked about that several weeks ago where there was a supercut of all of the um, of somewhat offensive gay jokes that were used on The Simpsons over the years and how many times it was used. And I think we said it was something like two and a half hours long or something like that. And that's crazy. And so due to that, they decided to make this change. So again, a good change uh, made by them. You have not seen anything that he has. Oh. Okay. Okay. But you did see him on The Simpsons a few weeks ago. Sure. So. 
All right, so that is all I have for our Ion Springfield segment no, today. No, I sent you something so you could you say about it on Ion Springfield about the Darkest Simpsons episode. I was going to mention that for the next time we oh. record because I wasn't, I didn't prepare it. All right, goodbye. So, but hold on for that because that'll be coming next time. But what I would like to do is, it's been a while since we've done this, I'd like to play a quick game with you guys. So we had well, played... Well, I don't really have any um, news, news and, and views. views. All right. Well, then, well, let's play the game. So this game is... We essentially did this before where I gave you some um, synopsises of the shows and you had to tell me if it was real or fake. Mm-hmm. So this is the same thing this time. But oh. I've the synopses are much shorter this time. Remember the first time we played, they were kind of long. And yeah, because you don't this. know how to cut things down. So these are definitely very cut down. So um, what we're going to do is Brendan and Corey both have little cards. They're actually from a wonderful game that we love to play called Resistance. That It's basically Secret Hitler, but made first and worse. But how not dare worse, you. but fun. Except sometimes it may end friendships because you start accusing everybody of being the spy. What an and... awful child you are. When I say worse, I don't mean that it's bad. I just mean that it's worse than Secret Hitler. Which well, because is an incredible secret, game. Because Secret Hitler improved upon it. That's exactly. I mean, so, But anyways, they have little cards that basically say... Um, they say decline or accept, but essentially that's going to be a yes or a no. Okay. Okay. All right, so you guys ready? All right, so we will see who has the most points when we are at the end here. So here we go. First episode is titled, The Musk Who Fell to Earth. When inventor Elon Musk lands in Springfield, he and Homer become fast friends and revolutionize the town's nuclear power plant. But when Musk goes overboard and Mr. Burns wants him removed, Homer must figure out a way to break up with him. Wait, so what are we doing? So you're telling me if this is a real episode or a fake episode. Okay. Okay, okay ready? Ready, reveal your cards. Okay, Corey says it's real. Brendan says it is not real. That is, in fact, a real episode. It was from season 26, episode 12. Did they bring Elon Musk in to voice a character on the... Yeah. They did. Why did he say yes? What else is he doing? I mean, he's got all the money. What do you mean, what else is he doing? He's constantly doing things. I mean, it doesn't take that much is to he? record a voice for The Simpsons. He's pissing pe- people off on Saturday Night Live, I'll tell you that much. He sure is. So, all right, so that uh, takes us to one nothing, Corey. Good job, Corey. Thanks. All right, so the next one, what to expect when Bart's expecting. Bart doesn't like his art class. So when he makes a voodoo doll of his art teacher, she gets pregnant. Fat Tony kidnaps Bart to conceive a thoroughbred racehorse. Okay, this sounds like something the Simpsons writer writers would but write. But I don't remember any of this. Well, I have not seen like half of so, the, epi- uh, the Simpsons. Are you episode. ready? You got a vote? Okay, go ahead and reveal them. Brendan says it is a real episode. Corey says it is not. That is a real episode. Jeez. That is from season 25, episode 19. So Brendan gets the point there. Ties it up at one. Okay, for our next one, this one is called Palooza. Bart becomes obsessed with professional wrestling and tries his hand at the sport. 
when he creates a backyard wrestling group with his friends in a field near Nelson's house. The group begins to gain popularity and they schedule an event called Palooza. The event draws the attention of a wrestling promoter voiced by WWE owner Vince McMahon, who offers to help with the event but ultimately steals it away and uses his own wrestlers in the event, leaving Bart and his friends off of the card. Okay, this is definitely something that the Simpsons would write. The Simpsons writers would write, okay. and I think that's what, that's you're trying to throw us out with something, so, throw us off with something that's so clearly something that would happen. Yeah, what I do don't think? know. Okay, you got a vote. Yeah. Okay, what do you got? So they both say that is not a real episode. You are both correct. That is not a real episode. But thank you for the praise there of actually thinking that what I came up with would be something that oh, the absolutely. Simpsons writers would do. So, because I, I thought about that for a while. Okay, so you um, made that up. I did. Well done. Our next one, E Pluribus Wiggum. Springfield becomes the site of the first presidential primary. The townspeople soon get sick of all the presidential candidates sucking up to them and decide to support their own writing candidate, Ralph Wiggum. Ralph. Yes, for president. I don't know. Because they're so sick of sucking up to everyone. But that name sounds familiar. Okay, so what do you think? Okay, all right. Okay, we each got votes? Yeah. Okay, Brendan, what do you got? Absolutely not. Okay, Corey? Corey says that's a real episode. Brendan says it is not. That is a real episode from season 19, episode that, 10. That name. They put that it, name. Yeah, that name is really good. The They put it... Ralph? Yes. <laughs> My cat's breath smells like cat Ralph. food. He there was... are so many better side characters. Brendan, he was the lesser of two evils. I hate you. <laughs> and by the way, that episode guest starred John Stewart and Dan Rather. Of course it did. Okay, the next one. Kill the alligator and run. Homer is suffering from insomnia due to stress about his age. In an attempt to heal, the family takes a vacation to Florida. Little do they know it's spring break when they arrive. After Homer accidentally kills the town alligator mascot, the family must go into hiding to avoid the sheriff, played by Diedrich Bader, and get arrested. Or they're trying to avoid getting arrested. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. Votes? Brendan says that is not a real episode. Corey says it is. That is a real episode. Kid Rock was on it, right? What's that? Yes, Kid he Rock was. Kid Rock was on it. <laughs> Season 11, episode 19. And Little Joe, or yes. whatever his sidekick name was. Yep, so that is a real episode. How embarrassing. That's how I remember it. And you know what? That was part of my thinking. of like, should I put Kid Rock was on here? I'm like, no, I think that'll give it away. So, <laughs> All right, so did I give Corey the point there? No. You didn't write it down. I think I've said no for every episode. Save one. Save one. I said yes on one. Okay, our next one is called Otto on a Roll. After showing up late for work too many times, Otto loses his, his job as the bus driver for Springfield Elementary. Dealing with unemployment, Otto makes the decision to convert his old van to a food truck. Although it is slow going at first, the business ultimately becomes a success until it's found out that Otto is actually taking discarded food from Springfield Elementary to use in the truck. Yeah. Okay. Each got one? Yep. Okay. What do we got? Okay. They both say that is not a real episode. That is not a real episode. I made that one up. There are no real episodes about Otto. There are. I don't think. He gets married to some chick. 
All right, and my last one here. Looks like Corey's pretty much got this one in the bag. Double or nothing. <laughs> um, the only way that would help you is if Corey got it wrong. Exactly. Double or nothing. Corey, no, I'm going to ask don't you. No, do that. No double or nothing. Sorry. All right. So That's this too episode much is called the Doe Occult Network. The what? The Doe Occult Network. In a parody of the Social Network. When Lisa and her family go to a new shopping mall, she meets some of her friends, but they mention that she was lame and very dorky. After realizing that she does not have any friends, Lisa creates a social network, Springface, to gain their attention. However, the residents of Springfield soon become addicted to it and later have car accidents and many injuries. So Lisa creates a social network site called Springface. Okay, okay ready? Very reluctantly, because I'm not sure, okay. but... Too close to Meow Meow Beans. Okay. Brendan says it is not. Corey says it is. Corey, you are correct. That is a real wow. episode. That is from... I almost said no. Season 23, episode 11. And it features Army Hammer. Oh, no. The actual cannibal Army Hammer? And David Allegedly. Letterman. Army Hammer eats people. Allegedly. Allegedly. There's been a lot that's come out about it. Yeah. Like, kills people and eat people? Well, he, like he, he takes dates. bites out of them. Yeah. And then he says weird stuff like, I could kill you and uh, get chunks of your skin and get chunks of your, like, flesh and just eat it. And that's weird. And he was, like, torturing, like, one of his ex-girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And, Allegedly. And, like, he did take a chunk out of her allegedly yeah i don't think that got picked up on your mic well, it did I trust me it did i don't want him to sue us but obviously army hammer was in the social network so he yes. played a similar character that he did in the doakal wow network. all right so Corey, nice job you only missed one out of the seven wow. that i had there that's so very crazy nice. thank you you won the game so now you like it right it's fine <laughs> mm-hmm. now i do have a tiebreaker are you guys curious it's no. it's it has nothing to do with um, plot lines what? or anything. So over the course of the Simpsons, now this only goes for the first twenty eight seasons. Viewers have ho. I'm sorry. Viewers have heard Homer say "dope" how many times? Is this Price is Right closest to uh, to the? We'll number just say closest. It doesn't matter if you go over. I can't say one. 550. 550. How many do you think? More than that. I'm going to go with like 28 seasons, 30 episodes a season. No, there's 20. There's not 30 episodes. There's like 22 episodes in a season. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with 943. 943. Brandon, you are closest. So, according to this website that I found, Homer has said in the first 28 seasons, so this doesn't include some of the more recent seasons, we have heard Homer say, dope, 1,130 times. Good job. (laughs) So, there you have it. All right. Well, thank you for playing, um, and um, I hope that was good. So, all right. Um, Corey, you said you have no news and views? I, no. You got nothing? No. Okay. Brendan, anything to add? 
Uh, no, I'm good. No, okay. I, I, I don't have a news and views, but I do have something ridiculous. Okay. So I was uh, scrolling through Instagram. I had to find it. Um, and, you know, I love... I love talking about poop. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, we have a squatty potty. And you know how bidets are the new thing in America now. So there is this bidet that the boys talk about called Tushy. Yep. Um, so I'm looking at it. It's $149. That's not but bad. It's not bad. But I'm looking at it and... um. <laughs> The ad shows a fancy basic lady um, in a very beautiful ethereal dress that is over her booty. So I feel like she's got poop on her white dress. She's wearing a big old hat. And she has, I'm not joking, a glass of champagne. So the, yeah, similar to the poopery lady. Look. Yep. Look at her. And her dress is over her booty. So she just pooped on her nice white dress. Okay. I hope you're happy, champagne lady. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Thank you I, for that. I, I would like a bidet. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Okay. All right. Well, then let's jump into our episode here. So we are going back in the vault for this episode. So, Brendan, why don't you tell them what we are doing today? Hello, everyone. We are... Today, we are doing Bart the Daredevil. It is Season 2, Episode 8. It has production code 7F06. It originally aired on December 6th, 1990. It was directed by Wes Archer. It was written by Jay Kogan and Wallace Wadarski. Walladarski. Wally Wall is what I like to call him. That's my favorite Simpson <laughs> producer name. Walladarski. There you go. There are no guest stars in this episode. The chalkboard gag is I will not drive the principal's car. And the couch gag is Homer's weight tips the couch, which allows Maggie to be on the floor with one of the cushions. Correct. All right. Thank you for that. Okay, so yes, um, for this episode, I kind of figured, you know, this is a seminal episode. Of course, there is a moment in this episode that most people that are familiar with The Simpsons are going to be very familiar with. Um, It's an iconic moment. Um, So I felt like it might be a good idea to kind of take a look at this episode. So we're going way back in the vault. I know Brendan wasn't real thrilled about us going back to the OG days, but here we are. Simpsons wasn't good until season three. It wasn't great. There are like a couple episodes in season two that are good. Season one has no good episodes. I don't know. The, um, the, The first episode... The Christmas episode isn't bad. It's not great. It's not bad. Knowing what Simpsons became? Right. And it's one thing, oh, this is the pilot, so it's usually worse than the rest of the... But it wasn't even supposed to be the pilot. No, it was. Because 
I thought that they were supposed to... The show was supposed to be released before Christmas. Yeah, I thought so, that too. Was, so oh, I see what you're saying. Can you tell okay. us that? Yes. But I thought you meant that, like, it was meant as a pilot. Like, they hadn't decided on the series. Like, it was going forward. No. But, yes, that was supposed to come later in the season. You're correct. Yes. Sorry. Right. I don't have any real notes, also, because... Well, I'll tell you why later. Right, tell us now. I didn't find this episode... I remember this episode being much better than it was right and one thing i never realized either was how short this episode is is it like it clocks in at only 17 minutes it didn't feel like that yeah how many ads did they run the normal amount but no the episode ran short then it wouldn't be the normal amount because they have to fit a half an hour time block well because what they did was they premiered the music video for Do the Bartman <gasps> at the end. Really? This was the episode? This was the episode. So yeah, they, they did that to kind of tack on some time at the end uh-huh. there. So they put that in there. So, All right, so just a few things about this episode. Now, Matt Groening would not agree with both of you because he has said that this is his favorite episode what? of the entire series. No. This? This episode. He Matt loves Groening this episode. Long. And a lot of critics feel that this is among the series' best episodes. What? This? Yeah. I see where they're coming from. I don't. Because it shows Homer in a much better light and a light that he had within the first three seasons. And then he kind of lost and just became this terrible person that you can't really get behind morally at all yes and he just keeps getting worse and worse and dumber and dumber as the show goes yeah and stuff like that but i mean i will say this i don't know if you guys agree with me or not but i feel that this episode has a good story but it's fine it doesn't necessarily come through in what we expect from the simpsons kind of what you were saying earlier Mm -hmm. brenda like what we've come to expect of the simpsons you do not see in this episode at all right yeah but I feel the story is very good. It's, it is a very good story. I feel that it's very well written. It's for a story. It's fine. There's not a ton of like hilarious moments and things like that, but it's I fine. personally feel that it's a very good story. I disagree completely it's, with very good story. It's not a very good story. It's fine. About two-thirds of it is exposition. Mm-hmm. And the end, it's a very good ending. We have a lot of character growth We in a very small 17-minute episode. That part is great. But so much of it just doesn't matter. Like, we could have mm-hmm. seen... Uh, and that's kind of how I feel about a lot of Simpsons episodes. We could have seen this Daredevil guy right in the beginning. Uh, when... When the kids were watching wrestling, they could have just watched the Daredevil guy. Mm-hmm. Right. They didn't have to go to Truckosaurus. They didn't mm-hmm. have to go to... We didn't have to see the um, recital. Mm-hmm. It felt very mesh- mashed together. Yeah, like that first act really doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Right. I... Yeah. And then Because act- you figure, too, like, in that first act, of course, we'll get into the breakdown in a moment here, but... That first act, that's not even with Lance Murdoch. Like, seriously, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. 
general buffoonery, but also why? Right. Yeah. It's not needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And uh, there were some funny moments. I mean, Homer falling down the cliff is classic. <laughs> still referred to as, like, one of the best Simpsons moments of all time. Mm -hmm. But just the beginning was way too long Mm -hmm. and didn't have any impact on the rest of the story, which is a problem with a lot of Simpsons episodes. Like the one we just did, there was too much before we got to, oh, Homer's eyes are messed up. Right. Right. But I feel like that's kind of their trademark. Like, they start in one direction, and then they completely take a turn and go in a totally different direction. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? So, like, that's kind of what they're known for. I don't like that in terms of telling a story, though. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. All right. So, yeah, just a few things also in regards to this episode, too. Of course, Lance Murdoch was based on Evil Knievel, um, who was an American motorcycle daredevil and entertainer. I thought we were going to say an American treasure. <laughs> I mean, some might say yes. Um, and he was uh, very popular in the 1960s and up to the early 1980s. Um, and so this character of Lance Murdoch, of course, was based on Evil Knievel. And Matt Murdoch, the alter ego of the Marvel comic superhero Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Why? Just oh, because Daredevil. Okay. Yeah, Daredevil in the name. So that's where that came from. So um, Jay Kogan, Wallace Wolodarski, and many other members of the Wally Simpsons Wall. staff. They were fans of Knievel's stunts, and Wolodarski named Bart the Daredevil his favorite episode among the episodes that he wrote for the Simpsons because it's near and dear to his heart. Sure. So um, now this was interesting. I never knew this. Dr. Hibbert makes his first appearance on the series in this episode. What? Really? And... In Kogan and Walidarski's original script for Bart the Daredevil, Hibbert was a woman named Julia Hibbert. Oh. Who they named after comedic actress Julia Sweeney. And Hibbert was her last name through marriage at the time. So she was originally going to be the name. Hmm. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with Julia Sweeney. She was on SNL for many years. Mm -hmm. She played the character Pat on SNL for many years. Um, She also has a brief cameo in Pulp Fiction. Mm -hmm. Um, So she plays, uh, what's his name? The Cleaner. Harvey Keitel. Yeah, but... I don't know what his name is. It's Harvey Keitel. So the guy that cleans everything up, and Mm -hmm. then he has to go to, they have to go to the junkyard. And then the girl that's there with him, yeah. that's Julia Sweeney. Yeah, the one that has to do everything. Yes. And disposes of the car. Yeah. And everything. Yep. So that's her. Um, so yeah, so I thought that was interesting. I had never known that. And uh, when the Fox Network moved The Simpsons to primetime on Thursdays to compete against NBC's top-rated show, The Cosby Show, the writing staff decided to make Hibbert a parody of Bill Cosby's character, <laughs> Dr. Cliff Huxtable. So that was basically a um, parody of him at. Wait, Bill Cosby played a doctor in that show? He sure did. I used to watch that show all the time when I was little, and we didn't know anything. 
and but I didn't retain anything. It I was, didn't know he was a doctor. Yes, he was. It was a great show. It at was the a time, great show, and it's really so sad that he turned out to be such a monster. Because I would like to still watch it, but you know, especially because he's so heavily involved in that show, you just feel like you can't watch it. Yeah. So, but all right. Um, so the episode was originally too short to air, as I mentioned. Um, so Al Jean and Mike Reese wrote a filler piece. So, Corey, you ready for this? This is crazy. Great. So this filler piece, which was originally supposed to be put in at the end, was a parody a parody of cartoon shorts from the 1940s what? called Nazis on Tap. What? In the short, amongst other things, Mr. Burns would be making planes for the war effort at his aircraft plant. Bart's spiky hair would be replaced by a jointy or by a pointy jughead cap. And Mo Sislak would be a dog. What? I want to see this. Matt Groening thought that the piece was too weird and nixed it, thinking it was too early in the series to prevent something so offbeat to the audience. I want to see this. This sounds great. So, Brendan, there are some things you can find to see this. So, audio from the piece was released online by Simpsons storyboard artist John Mathit in 2006. And Simpsons character designer Phil Ortiz adapted the short as a four-page comic book and handed out copies at Wizard World Philadelphia on June 2nd, 2016. Nice. So Brendan mentioned this already, the gorge scene uh, with Homer. So uh, for those of you that have been watching the show for many years, this scene, of course, is shown in several clip shows. Um, And it was first featured again in the uh, season four episode so it's come to this a simpsons clip show oh uh, maybe that's where we got our name hmm, maybe <laughs> um, i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> it was so, all original yes of course so um but it was it's also been appeared many other times um on the show in clip shows and things like that and in the season 13 episode the blunder years when the family's trying to find out why Homer cannot start screaming after he's hypnotized, Homer <laughs> flashes back to his greatest moment, oh. jumping the Springfield Gorge. So he's about to relive that moment. And then Lisa interrupts him and says, everyone's sick of that memory. <laughs> Referring to the fact that the scene's been referenced so many times. It's <laughs> a good joke. Um, and also it was referenced again in the Simpsons movie, when Bart and Homer jump over Springfield Gorge on a motorcycle and they land on the and when they land on the other side, the ambulance from this episode can be seen in the background still smashed against the tree. That's a good callback. Right. And uh, the last thing I have to say here is th- this is the first of a few rare times that Homer and Bart actually say they love each other. So I was hoping to try to find some information online about maybe how many times or when they have said it, but it's not too many. So this is obviously one of the, the few That's times. That's sad. So, okay, so let's jump in here. Um, of course, we kind of did this a little bit already, but we'll kind of go through our ceremony here of Act 1. So Bart and Homer see an ad for a monster truck rally, and they're instantly interested in going to see it. When discussing with the family the desire to see it, Lisa reminds them that it is on the same night of her recital, which she has a solo. Initially disappointed they can't go, Marge says they can go to both. When attempting to make it to the monster truck rally, Truckosaurus, a gigantic robotic dinosaur, 
crushes their car when they accidentally drive into the arena. So I know we said we don't have much for Act 1, but do you guys have anything that you'd like to mention? Uh, This is as choreographed as any ballet. Amen, Lisa. (laughs) When she's referring to the rest of Yes. That's the point, though. Yep. I don't want to watch actual people try and kill each other. Yeah, that's MMA. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I never understood the appeal. Mm -hmm. So, the appeal, at least for me, is that it's a soap opera, and Mm -hmm. it's hilarious. It is a men's soap opera. Well, I shouldn't say men's anymore because yeah, there no. are a lot of women involved mm-hmm. and there's a lot of women fans. So the women's division is better that. than the men's division. I don't like soap operas. I don't either, but uh, I like that. What do you mean, eh? Uh, you said you did like soap operas because it's a men's soap opera. No, it's just a soap opera. We pulled that back. Because it's a men. It's a. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> No, and it's like, you know, I used to really be into wrestling when I was younger. I've kind of gotten away from when it. When you were younger? When you were in your 20s? Yes, that's younger. Oh my god. That's a lot younger than I am right now. Um, But yeah, I used to be really into it. And, and I will say, like, even to this day, like when I watch it, and this is one of the comments I made when I was watching the episode with the, the wrench in the trunks and the guy cheating and the ref not seeing it. It's like, it's the exact same storylines yeah. over and over and over again. Yep. And it's like, they, they just, you know, they try to change it by like, oh, well, we're going to put a belt on the top and we're going to have a ladder that people are going to involve. Or there's going to be a cage. Or we've going to drive people those through tables. Those have been around and, for like 30 years. Yes. All of those things. You say that they're trying to change it, but all well, of those but things. Back then. Have- they were trying to change it and then they've continued to do things like that where they're trying to up the ante and things like that but that was kind of one of the comments that i was like okay so this episode is 30 years old Mm -hmm. and it's showing tropes that they're still doing today Uh right on wrestling and i was just like come on (laughs) no but i do have to say though as far as wrestling like you cannot deny the athleticism of the individuals that do that it's incredible. And then just the the toll that it takes on your body. And your mind, because remember that wrestler who killed his family? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's all because of concussions and everything, which they've gotten a lot better with now. Um, you know, after that, in response to all of that that happened and everything. And it's a really interesting skill set. For sure. Because not only do you have to be very, very athletic and be able to sell all these moves and and flip around the ring and all this stuff, you have to be really good at acting. Right, and like, charismatic. Mm-hmm. And, like, the people who... They do, like, minutes of soliloquies, basically. Mm-hmm. Every week. Yeah! <laughs> and they have to memorize a new one. Yep. And... It's very, very good. Right. And the showmanship of everything mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, it, it's entertaining, and I can understand why, you know, it's still around and things like that. So, oh, but one thing I did love when they're watching it after Lisa makes that comment that you mentioned, Corey, mm-hmm. about, um, you know, even a five year old knows that this is more choreographed than a ballet. The fact that they're showing that Bart 
and Homer the parallels. and their friends. Yeah, yeah the parallels. The They're doing the, all the exact yeah. same things. I thought that was just very well done, and I really appreciated that. I thought that was very, very yeah, good. Yeah, that was very good. I like that. And I also had the comment here that um, this shows how dated this episode is. When Bart and his friends are watching the show, and he asks, and Milhouse he asks Milhouse, "Hey, Milhouse, crank it up." So Milhouse has to get up from the couch and walk over to the TV to turn up the sound, and then of course Bart steals his seat. It was even better that Bart is sitting closer to the TV. Yeah. So <laughs> and you just... don't really think about that mm-hmm. now because yeah. you just ask whoever to yep. turn it up, mm-hmm. and it'll get turned up no matter where yep. they're sitting whoever but, has the remote yeah like that's what happens here we're always like okay who has the remote okay turn it up and uh but and no sometimes it just... you can't find the remote because people don't put it where it's supposed to be it's true but Corey, i'm sure you remember those days yeah of having to get up and change the channel yeah or things like that. it was super I annoying don't. and brenda i mean that's why a lot of times i mean there was only what three channels four channels four yeah there was four channels, and a lot of times, like, you just turned it on one channel, and you just left it on, because you're like, I'm not going to get up. Mm-hmm. And you might not even really be enjoying what you're watching, but you're like, oh, well, I guess we're here now. Yeah. This is what I'm watching, I <laughs> yeah, guess. exactly. So, yes, how things have changed. Um, <laughs> um, so, the monster truck rally, I do want to talk about yeah. that. There was a little bit that was funny. Brendan, you have something to add? Yes. Do you have Truckosaurus and Tapped Out? Yes. I felt like you did. Yes, because I have a um, a whole arena that's like a destruction derby arena that I made, and Truckosaurus is right in the middle of it. Do you want me to start talking no. about Tapped Out again? No. I can start doing no. it. Still playing nope. it after Mm-mm. all these years. Nope. No, Never. Thank you. <laughs> Never again. So, Corey, do you remember those commercials? Yeah. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Yep. So, you've probably never seen them before. But and they were always on Fox, weren't they? Always on Fox. Yes. Oh, of course they were on Fox. So they were always on surprised. Fox. Always the same guy yep. with the voice. And it was always, you know, talking about Come down to the, blah 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 blah. It was usually, you know, where the Sabres played. That they would do it. But Wait what they did on the show, what? It was Fox, but they had like local Yeah, commercials. Local network commercials? Yes. Fox is still like that today. If you watch Fox outside of primetime, you'll see mostly local commercials. Mm-hmm. Because, well, they're showing all the syndicated shows and things like that. Uh-huh. And outside of, like, talk shows that are new and stuff like that. But outside of that, it's all syndicated stuff, older stuff that's been made years ago. And if you turn on Fox at, like, 5 o'clock, almost all the commercials you'll see are local. Mm-hmm. Like, you used to always see... Marine Land commercials. Yes, and Fantasy loves Island Marine Land. I on Fox always saw Marine Land commercials when I was younger, but yep. I never saw a Fantasy Island. Commercial. Yep, they were Fun always on Fox once. But anyways, they always had these commercials, and they were literally just like they did on The Simpsons, where it was just like some guy just like like Corey said, Sunday, 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 and like you know this little gruff voice and trying to get you all fired up, and it's like this is happening, and then this, and then watch out over here because this is happening, and blah blah blah, and so that just kind of took me back. Um, now, Corey, you had never gone to a monster truck rally or anything, right? When you were a kid, no, probably Are you had no interest. Me? Are you kidding me? So the one time 
I have no notes. So, so one time we were um, supposed to go. I like was trying to talk you into it. And then my grandmother kind of ruined it because she got in this huge fight with me because someone told her, why can't you be a normal grandma? And she got in a fight with me and the fight lasted so long that it was too late for us to go. Cause it was out there. It was like one or two hours away from here. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what's a normal grandma do? I'm acting like a normal grandma. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, please <laughs> shut up. <laughs> well, now we can't go. I hope you're happy. She's like, I am. Yeah. But yeah, I always wanted to go to one when I was younger. Bigfoot was a big thing. Like, that was the, the big monster truck. And I wanted one of the Bigfoot power wheels that you could drive around in. Um, but I will say this. I did go a few times with my parents to a destruction derby at the Erie County Fair. Okay. And that is a lot of fun. Just to watch a bunch of cars just smash into each other and everything. I've never been to one of those either. Okay. Well, maybe we can make that happen at some point. Obviously, after COVID. So. They still have destruction derbies? Every year at the Erie County Fair, they do it. Why? Because it's fun. And it's the fire. (laughs) It is the fire. (laughs) I'm peeking at you. Yes, you are. Um, I do also like when um, Homer's talking about the monster truck rally as a family growth thing oh and poor lisa yes was that in this that's in this act yep she says if you don't show up saturday night you should be looking for a good child therapist on sunday yep. <laughs> and i do have to question because this, she though. has a saxophone a solo yep. and a solo yes yep. I do have to question this, though. Did you guys notice, what were the Simpsons eating? It, everyone had purple stuff. Yes, it was like Except purple Except for mush. Maggie. Maggie had orange stuff. But even the dog and cat had purple stuff, I noticed. Yeah. So I was like, what is that? So yeah. I don't know if that was some sort of mistake made by the the animators or what, but that was very strange. <laughs> so. Joe. No. No, it, it kind of looked, like, looked like meatloaf. It looked it like was... spoopy spoopy cauliflower that i got yeah. yes yep but yeah it definitely that wasn't can't jealous. be all they it were eating the, consistency of it. the only other purple thing that i can think of is eggplant remember the spoopy cauliflower I that do. i got that was purple i do i think it was probably some sort it was supposed to be some sort of meat dish <laughs> was it mush? but it was purple so i don't know but anyways um and then the comment in the the ad about if you miss oh, yeah. this, if you miss this, you better be dead or in jail. And if you're in jail, break out. <laughs> <laughs> Marge's plan to do both: mm-hmm. go to the um, recital right. and the monster truck rally. Terrible idea. It reminds me of me. Terrible. I do yeah, things like yeah. that. We can do both. It's not a problem. We'll figure it out. And Homer raising his watch. I and- love that. Pointing at it? Yes. So, Corey, I'm sure you can uh, mention some of that with all of the assemblies we've gone Man, to over the years. Listen, Where you I, wanted I to feel, stand up and point at your I watch. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> but I did love that. I thought that was really funny. And uh, the animation of that was just great. And um, Flanders crying over Todd's performance. <laughs> and Homer, geez. Don't, come on, Flanders. Not that bad. He wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> so... Brendan, you've been involved in the arts at your school uh-huh. for a very long time, and 
lot of choral performances, and obviously you've seen the band performances and everything. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen anyone bring in cannons? <laughs> that, I think that was the one scene that I actually laughed at because I was not expecting to see a group of kids and- just pull a can of court. And it was Sherry or Terry who was in charge of that. (laughs) And then that poor kid in front, his hair gets blown. (laughs) Um, I did also love, too, when Homer, um, right as it's ending, he's picking Lisa up. Yeah. And then he's, like, trying to get her to go. And then he realizes that they're doing doing bows, like, for, uh, you know, at the end of it. And he rushes back out so she can bow. Which Mm -hmm. isn't realistic. They don't allow the kids to bow. The That's conductor true. bows. That's true. The players do not. Yep. And, of course, uh, Homer's driving. Sometimes the best defense is a good offense. <laughs> and um, when Homer's humming the 1812 overture mm-hmm. as he's driving, and then Lisa's like, I've reached him. Yeah. So that was nice. So, so there you go. May not have had much to do with the episode, but we still found some good parts of it. Yeah. So... All right, so anything else with Act 1? No. When does Act 1 end? Uh, Right when Truckosaurus takes the car. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. I didn't know that. So right as Truckosaurus is picking them up. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I was going to comment about that, actually. It reminded me of, like, a... Like a (laughs) cartoon cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. Like a... (laughs) Oh, no! How are we going to get out of this position? Oh, and you did make the comment, I think it was you, maybe it was Corey, when in the commercial, when they're showing Truckosaurus, and he's lifting the car. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That it's already the Simpsons car. Yeah. yeah. Right. So clearly they just used the same animation. Mm-hmm. Well, they probably made the animation for the end, and then realized, oh, we're going to cut this, but we can use it in the commercial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, all right, so let's move on to our act two here. So, after squaring up with the family for the destruction of the car, the rally's grand finale features a death-defying stunt by legendary daredevil Lance Murdoch. The stunt leaves Murdoch badly injured and hospitalized. He did succeed, but his bike fell into the tank when he was waving to the audience. But it inspires Bart to be a daredevil. Bart injures himself trying to jump the family car in a skateboard. At the hospital, Dr. Hibbert shows Bart a ward of children who've been hurt by dangerous stunts. Undeterred, Bart keeps performing Daredevil stunts and during a class trip to Springfield Gorge, announces he will jump the gorge on his skateboard the next Saturday. Okay. Act two. The beginning of this act. Okay. With the check. It's very weird because I'm... I'm Trying to figure out if the Simpsons family did sue about the Truckosaurus thing, who would be at fault? Right. Because... They drove in there. They, drove they in did there. drive in, but there were no signs. Mm-hmm. And it was very easy right. to drive in there from the parking lot. That's the thing. It was almost too easy. It's I know it's a... And too I, easy. I know it's a cartoon, but it's like... They, their safety measures weren't very good there. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say. In defense of the rally, they were very late. So what may have happened is that area that they drove into 
may have been opened so that way they could get all the things in the rally into the stadium. Why would they put the stadium entrance in the parking lot? Right. Where else are you going to put it? In the back! But that could be the back of the parking lot. No, you... Like, where they drive the Zamboni in? Those big garage doors in in a hockey rink? All right, okay. Well, maybe they just have parking all around it. I've seen stadiums like that. That have, like, a security guard. Yes. Or they cones. should have had something, I agree. But but no, that's... I don't good. think it's totally the Simpsons' fault. Right. I think the... Yeah, good point. They file a lawsuit, I don't know who's going to win. <laughs> well, they're fine, because they got a half-open bottle, or a half-bottle of domestic champagne. Yes. <laughs> for being such good sports. Marge was super happy yeah, about that. Yeah, she was very Marge happy about that. puts the check in her hair. Of course. Yeah. Um, Corey, did you and happen to notice what was on the label of that champagne? No, but I did notice Maggie reaching for it. Yep. It was Truckosaurus Private Reserve. Oh, ooh. <laughs> and then, of course, Lisa's comment about the Ms. Monster female mud pole driver. She mm-hmm. says, Another barrier broken. Right on, sister. Yeah. Um, Corey, you kind of snickered at this comment when they were talking about Lance Murdoch, the world's greatest daredevil. The man who's no stranger to danger, if he's not in action... He's in traction. <laughs> Captain Lance Murdoch. I did like that part. So, I was just thinking, and maybe I would have been a lot better with the shift, the shift change in uh, Bart becoming a daredevil if they were going to a daredevil show, to this guy doing a daredevil show, and instead of the just Truckosaurus wasn't a part of it. But I think that was kind of part of the appeal, that he didn't expect it. Right, but... And it was a surprise. Yeah, but it's too much whiplash for the viewer, because, like, there's nothing, and he doesn't even start becoming a daredevil until the end of Act 2. Like, if if he saw the daredevil at the beginning of Act 2... Wait, that's not true. The end of Act 2 is him saying like that he's going to jump. the middle of Act yeah. 2. Like, late enough in the story that it matters. Because right after he sees Lance Murdoch do all that, mm-hmm. and he's super excited about it, like, he's the only one in the audience that's actually watching it happen. Everyone else is covering their eyes. Right. As soon as he gets home, he says to Homer that he wants to be a daredevil. And it starts right at that point. I have a question. Yes. The Rocky movies. Did yes. they come out before or after this? Way before. Why wasn't there a training montage with Bart? <laughs> dun, 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 that could have filled dun, out dun, some dun, time. You love training montages. <laughs> I think they're hilarious. <laughs> done right. I think training montages Actually, are so funny. I'm going to disagree with you there. There was a training montage. Not really. After he jumps the car... Then they show all the things that he does. He jumps the pets. He jumps the That's pool. That's not a training montage. That's him That's... training for his thing. He's no, doing I... more and more stuff. Because we see him fail, and then we see him succeed. Right. They... I want to see him have a training montage between him failing and succeeding and going to the hospital and everything. So you want a 45-minute episode. <laughs> no! The training montage doesn't have to be long, and it's already too short. It's all just right, all added right. content. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, 
But the stunt that we're talking about, Lance Murdoch's taking his motorcycle and is trying to jump over a pool. And it has the following in it. Great Wake Sharks, Electric Eels, Piranhas, mm-hmm. Alligators, mm-hmm. a Lion, <laughs> and one drop of human bu- blood, which causes the pool to bubble. So, Well, it's bubbling because all those uh, animals are going cuckoo. Yeah, they're going crazy. But I feel like all of the things in that tank... Like, I almost feel like the writers went to, like, a seven-year-old boy and yeah. was just like, what do you think is, like, scary stuff? Yes. And all of these things would be, like, what a kid would be. Because I remember, like, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with piranhas and stuff like that. And it's just, like, it just seems like it's just one after right. another yeah. that they're really kind of going with this. Which makes sense. with piranhas. Because, That's so funny. Yeah. Because Bart... You know, of course, is of that age and whatnot. So mm-hmm. they're they're trying to uh, show why he got so into it. I, so. when I was a kid, I saw a movie where someone got their hand completely eaten by piranhas. Okay. And I got obsessed with piranhas after seeing <laughs> that. I can't remember what the movie was at all, hmm. though. I want to say it was like a Fast and the Furious movie, but oh. I don't think it was. No, you definitely didn't see that. I was going to say, isn't there piranhas in one of the Austin Powers movies? It wasn't Austin Powers. I know that. So, but yeah, that's why I said no, you <laughs> didn't see that. I think there is. But, um, yeah, so um, I, I think that's really funny, and especially just the, the drop of human blood. I just think that's really, mm-hmm. really funny. No, the best part of that scene was the lion. <laughs> yes. The lion getting dropped down from yes. the ceiling in a cage and just put into the water. And then his roar as he jumps in. <laughs> And, and you expect that it's just gonna die, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. <laughs> and it, and it's the main thing that's attacking him. And that's actually really funny too. The scene right before Lance goes, and you just see the pool, and you see everything swimming around, and mm-hmm. then the lion just comes by. <laughs> yeah, I I think there were two ways to do that joke. Mm-hmm. The one that they did. And then one where they put the lion in, and then it just floats up with a bunch of bite marks oh. in it. <laughs> I think the joke is better, though. I, I where, Yeah, because you know, it subverts your expectations. Lance Murdoch makes the jump, mm-hmm. and then he goes back up on the ramp and waves to everyone. Well, no, no, you still, you still have that, but the yeah. lion isn't doing the attack. Yes. But I love that, that he's... Everybody thinks he's in trouble and, you know, he's dead or whatnot. And then he gets to the edge and then the lion just jumps up and grabs him. <laughs> yeah. Then, which, of course, is a um, parody to Jaws mm-hmm. um, with that happening. So um, <laughs> Bart's uh, fantasy of being a Are daredevil you? when he says the 10-year-old who's brave and bold. When he's not in class, he's risking his ass. <laughs> Are you sure that it's not a parody of the original, not the original, but the Batman movie from the 70s? With shark repellent? No. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Corey, I, I wrote this down, and I'm going to ask you about it, too. Bart falling asleep in the car. Oh. Remember when the kids would fall asleep in the car? And Remember that sweet pic- them up? Remember that sweet picture you have mm-hmm. of me and Brendan and Kaylin, and I don't know where London was, right. but we were all in, uh, we were all asleep in the back seat, and Brendan had his head on my shoulder. Although what I found out, and later, my head was back, and I'm like, Aah! 
was that Brendan was never really asleep. He yeah. just wanted to be carried in. Correct. I was taking advantage <laughs> of you the entire time. How adorable. Which is which was especially terrible when it was just you and Kaylin, because like I had to like pick up one of you, bring <laughs> you into the house, back. and then come back out and get the other one. Uh-huh. That's just wrong. <laughs> Yeah, well, hope the other one didn't get stolen. (laughs) No, um, but I do miss those days. I, I mean, they were very cute, but I do not. Always had this weird thing where I know my body knows exactly when we're home, even before we pull into the driveway. I used to be like that too. And I'll, even if I'm asleep, I'll be up when we're on our street. Right. Like. It's quite strange. Yeah, it's just an uncanny thing. Um, Corey, on the other hand, is not like that. I am not. <laughs> when she's asleep, she's asleep. I can sleep through anything. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I did also really like when Bart tries to jump the car the first time. <laughs> just the animation of it is great. And then him falling. And his friends. Yes. Oh my God, what did we do? <laughs> He's really hurt. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Yeah. And they all run away. That's <laughs> such a thing. It is. Yeah. People I've... actually Yes, do. kids yep. do that. And some grown-ups do yeah. that, too. It happened to me when I was a kid. I was playing baseball with a bunch of friends in the backyard. And I was the catcher. Uh-huh. And one of the kids was batting. And he hit the ball. And he threw the bat back. And it hit me in the head. And I went down. And they all scattered. <laughs> all of them. They all scattered. So, like, when I saw this, I immediately thought of that. I was like, yes, that is so true. Like, I don't know why that happens. I guess it's the fight or flight reflex. Mm -hmm. No, it's because they don't want to get in trouble. They don't want to get in trouble. Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's true. So, do you have an experience of that, too? No, but I wish I did. Yeah. yeah, I never got seriously hurt when I was a kid. That's true. I've only been to the hospital once. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was when I was a freshman. You better knock on wood or something. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so now we see Dr. Hibbert. Corey, what did you think of Dr. Hibbert uh, showing Bart all of the children that have been hurt, imitating stunts they saw on television, movies, and give a crap. illegitimate stage? You don't want to see the Three Stooges, Ward. <laughs> but, but what did you think of that whole sequence? Like, nothing. It's never helpful for kids Bart's age because they're like oh are, but I'll be careful kids are real dumb. I'll I'll it won't happen to me yeah it I'm invincible it can't happen to me yep yeah. kids are real dumb um I t- <laughs> and then Marge's comment she didn't realize that television had such a negative influence and then Dr. Tabert says well it's a small price to pay for top-notch entertainment <laughs> <laughs> um and then Bart talking to Dr. Hibbert, thanking Dr. Hibbert, and says, thank you, I learned my lesson, this and that. And the next shot, of course, is him is doing him. it yeah. again. So that reminds me of someone sitting in this room. Me? Mm-hmm. No. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Can't even tell you how many times I've had conversations with Brendan where he's like, yeah, okay, I, I won't do that anymore. And then... And then he does it. it almost immediately afterwards. Yeah. So... Thinking about video games at night. Uh-huh. What's your point? All the times you snuck out of So many times. And then when I'd catch him, I was like, yeah, I caught you. And then he's like, do you know how many times you didn't catch me? 
You were like, because you said, and I quote, you get caught every time. You have no idea. You don't say that if you don't know. Uh, the things you learn as a parent, I guess. Um, so the last thing I want to say about Act 2 is, I thought this was very strange, and I wanted to bring it up. That So they go to the field trip to the, um, to the gorge. Mm-hmm. Otto's driving the bus. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. There's no other adults there. No, it's mm-hmm. just Otto. Yeah. Why is the bus driver the chaperone uh-huh. for a field trip? Especially yep. Otto. Yes. And it's mentioned yes. that there's no other adults yep. there. And at first, like when he says that to him, when Otto says, as the only adult here, I feel like I should say something cool when bart's telling him to <laughs> that he's gonna do the gorge i thought it was just because he was the only one around at that no point. he right, was the yeah. only adult that yeah. when we saw the and bus exactly yeah, the and, next scene yep and i made note of that looking on the bus i'm like okay there's got to be a teacher there somewhere and there was no one it was just yeah. all the kids and Otto. and <laughs> i think that was kind of the point i think they wanted to show you that mm-hmm. i think it was like supposed to be a f- fun factor of look at how the Springfield schools are terrible. Right. Alright, so anything else with Act 2? No. Okay. Alright, let's jump into our Act 3. Lisa persuades Bart to visit Murdoch at the hospital, hoping he will discourage Bart from jumping the gorge. But instead, Murdoch encourages Bart to be a daredevil. Homer insists jumping the gorge is too dangerous and forbids Bart to do it. None of Homer's punishments or arguments dissuade Bart, who goes to the gorge that Saturday. As Bart is about to perform the stunt, Homer arrives, tackles Bart, and decides to jump the gorge himself to show him what it feels like to see a family member unnecessarily risking their life. Not wanting to see his father die in his account, Bart abandons the stunt and promises to stop being a daredevil. As Homer hugs Bart, the skateboard accidentally rolls down a hill and flies over the gorge. At first, it appears Homer's going to make it safely across, but he quickly loses momentum and plunges onto several jagged rocks during his fall until he hits the bottom of the gorge. Homer is then airlifted into an ambulance, which then crashes into a tree, causing him to <laughs> fall down the gorge a second time. That's the best part of this... of uh, almost the Simpsons yes. ever. Mm-hmm. Just the airlift into the... Yes. Yeah, just very, very good. Because, again, you don't expect it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And especially because they're bumping him on the way up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're thinking, like, okay, that's that's the, the worst of it. Yeah, like he's, yeah. He's safe now. He's in mm-hmm. the ambulance. Everything's okay. And that... <laughs> and it's so fast, too. <laughs> like, it almost looks like it's on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Driver just went straight into the tree. Yes. Oh. It's so good. But I will mention this. Um, in some of the clip shows, they actually extend that scene a little bit. And I think in one of the clip shows, the gurney actually falls on him the second time. So, like, you know, in the first fall, the skateboard comes down, hits him on the head. In one of the clip shows, the gurney call falls down. And for a long time, people thought that that was just like, oh, that was a cut scene or anything. That was animated specifically for that. So, My like, God. it wasn't I, actually part of that scene. I think I like this better because just the second... We don't need to see him falling right. again. Yeah, just seeing... seeing the, everyone's reaction. Just seeing the, the kids time. looking over the edge yeah. and hearing him is all you right. need. Yeah. Right. 
So, but yeah, I think in one of them, you actually do see the second fall, and then he gets hit with the gurney. Yeah, no, but that's that's the same humor as the Arrested Development joke, the the dead bird uh, <laughs> in the bag. Yes. <laughs> like, you don't, you never see the bag, right. but you, you know what's in it, and right. you, what you're thinking is funnier than anything that they will actually show you. Yep, yep. All right, so Act 3, do you guys got anything outside of the fall? Because, of course, that's just a classic moment, and I think we've said enough about that already. Uh, so. Sponge baths are one of the perks. Wink. Yeah, that was a little problematic, Lude. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you couldn't get away with that today, for sure. Um, Murdoch, when he's talking. Oh, wait, before you get to that, when he gives Bart thumbs up. <laughs> he's like, Doctor, I heard a snap. Something snapped. And he goes, oh, that's all of them. <laughs> so good. No, but I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention, but I know he says, I have two things to say to you. Okay. And then I only heard one that, oh, you should totally do this. I don't remember him saying another thing. I think you're right. Yeah. But again, I think they probably did that on purpose. Yeah. You know, like they probably knew what he was doing, mm-hmm. or they what they knew what they were doing. There we go. But I feel like you should address the second point, like say, and the second thing is, go for it. He has brain damage. <laughs> That's the joke. That's never. We don't know that. We Look know at that him. every bone in his body is broken, including his brain bone. <laughs> There's no brain bone, dummy. Maybe there is. Um, there isn't. So when Bart tells Lisa he gets the same thrill over jumping stuff as Lisa does with reading. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And going back to Lance Murdoch in the hospital, I think one of my favorite um, jokes of this episode is Lance signing the autograph. Saying what he's signing also. And it's going on forever and ever and ever. And of course he's got the pen in his mouth and, Thanks for the visiting animation me. was pretty cool, like that you could see it kind of poking through the back of the um, the uh, the picture. And the best part is when Bart gets the picture, you just see there's scribbles just everywhere all over it. I thought that was great. <laughs> and now Lisa's comment to Bart when she's trying to convince him not to jump, she says, "I'm sorry, Bart, but if you got hurt or died." Despite the extra attention I'd receive, I'd miss you. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts I feel on like, that? I feel like that's it's true fair. for any sibling. Yeah. I mean, no, but especially Lisa, because Bart definitely hogs all of the attention. It's true. Um, and I mean, Lisa's the middle child, mm-hmm. and but oh, the signature. Yeah. Um. So given the rest of the show's jokes, like. Um, subverting your expectations in the way that you think it's going to go one way, but you know that it's a funny show, so it's probably going to go the other way, and you know that. And then the third wraparound of it actually goes this way, like the auto joke that Mm -hmm. we were just talking about, Mm -hmm. about how I'm the only adult here. You think he can't be the only adult here. Right, and And then he was. Oh, so if they have an adult, it's going to be funny. And then, oh wait, subverting that expectation is like the double, mm-hmm. uh, 
I feel like him signing it with his mouth and it's going on for so long, you're like, there's no way that this is going to be legible. I feel like it would have been perfect if it was just... Perfectly legible. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's actually, yeah. Yeah. That would have been funny. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) As I think about it, I'm like, yeah, okay. Um... (laughs) I also love too when Bart's trying, or I'm sorry, when Homer's trying to parent Bart, and he uh, is obviously very upset that Bart wants to do the Daredevil thing, and he sends him to his room, and he says, "Well, that takes care of that, and puts an end to all of this nonsense once and for all." Just because sending Bart to his room, like, oh, that took care of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then when, um, of course, Bart comes back at him and says, you know, you can't watch me all the time and this and that, and I'm going to jump the gorge and everything. Mm-hmm. And then Homer just <laughs> basically just gives he up. Gives up and yeah. says he's going to die. Yeah, he's as good as dead. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, here's a thought. Take the skateboard away. Right. No, <laughs> don't do that. He's as good as dead. Right. Time to start focusing on the other two. Like, and, and he's a young child, so like he can't just go buy another skateboard. Time to start focusing on the other two. I mean, I'm sure he could borrow a skateboard from one of his friends. I've never seen anyone else ride a skateboard I on I bet show. one of the bullies has a skateboard and just never uses it. He goes to Shelbyville. Yeah. <laughs> Shelbyville wasn't wasn't a thing in this episode. No, by this not. episode, wasn't no, it? That was, was much, it? much later. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my god, god, I can't speak. Love that episode. It's so good. I know we've done it already, but I'd love to do it again. It's so good. That was one of our first episodes, wasn't it? It was in the probably the first ten. Yeah, I'd say that was single digits. But all right, well, ten's double digits. Yes. So. Yeah, I I'd say that it wasn't ten. I'd say. Yeah, I said it was in the first ten is what I said, and then that's what he said. So. You know what you said? Shut up. Absolutely. Moving on. <laughs> so, Homer's really trying to, like, have a heart-to-heart with Bart. hmm And, obviously, we don't really see this side of Homer anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this was a very sweet moment mm-hmm. of him really trying to kind of just let Bart know how important this is and you know of course right. Bart just doesn't really understand and you know he's just like okay yeah I promise and then Homer's like no 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 you can't say right. that like right. you have to tell me that you're not going to do this and then of course you know Bart's like well why and then Homer says because if you don't he'll never believe anything he says ever again right. and Bart immediately is just like okay okay and it seems that he understands but of course, we see down in the kitchen when Homer's talking to Marge and saying how great Bart is. We see Bart go right by the window. Yeah, and that was the per. Yeah, that little head just going I, by. I knew it was coming, mm-hmm. and I was hoping that they wouldn't go out to like his window or something. Right. See him crawling out. I hoped that it would be the same shot with mm-hmm. him just going by the window. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and it was exactly what I wanted. Yep. But again, I mean, this reminds me. I've had conversations like that with you mm-hmm. yeah, through the years. Absolutely. And I've said things like that, that like, you know, if you do this, I'm not going to be able to trust you. And obviously we've had our ups and downs with that over the years. Mm-hmm. So is there anything like you would like to say about any of that? Like, <laughs> I was a terrible person. <laughs> I mean, besides that, nope. 
Okay. So, but I mean, it was like, so I guess... Is there anything you would like to maybe something that rhymes with... I'm not even asking for that. Basically, what I'm wondering Ari. is... <laughs> what I'm wondering is, when I was having these discussions with you, and you were telling me the things that you were telling me, were you under the impression at that time that you were actually going to follow through, and then it just went may to the wayside? I, may I field this question? Or did you immediately feel like you were just putting one over on me? May I yes, field this question? Yes, you can field it, and then we'll let it go to Brendan. Um, I feel like he was pulling one over on you. I'd say for most of the t- for most of the stuff you were pulling one over on him. I'd say a little bit of both. Um, because I will say this: there's one thing about you is that you forget things a lot. I do. So sometimes maybe you just forgot. That that is definitely that is what I was going to say, but. The other thing is, I like saying what people want to hear. hear. You don't say. (laughs) So, sometimes it was definitely that part. I'm not a big fan of, um, of, uh... Confrontation. uh, Confrontation. So I want it to be over, but I don't want to change anything. Mm -hmm. A lot of times back then, I've realized since that that's not good or admitting that you were wrong yeah or saying you're sorry like you had a major problem with that when you were younger yeah <laughs> still does yeah even st- I, uh, he's gotten better i there are times admit yes. when i'm at fault you have been recently yes there have been times where you have said you know what i was wrong or whatnot and when i'm not at fault and i'm not with you guys i'll apologize <laughs> what do you mean when I'm here and I'm not at fault, I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> but you said, huh? I'm not with you guys, I'm not going to apologize. So does that mean you apologize to other people at other places? When I'm not at fault, yes. But I also do it when I am at fault at other people. Oh, but when okay. I'm here and I'm not at fault, I'm not going to do that. Right. Sorry, but no. <laughs> well, you're a jerk. But yeah, then I again, I think we know at this point when you're actually sorry about something and when you're just saying something. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. Look at that. It's a Brendan therapy session today. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, all right. So just a few more things here. Um, when Bart is about to show up, the kids are talking and they're really nervous because he's not there and everything. And Nelson says, where is he? He said noon. And then Milhouse says, oh, he's just doing this to build the suspense. And Nelson goes, what a showman. <laughs> I love that yes. part. Um, and so Bart's attempt to jump over the gorge, of course, this is a reference to Evil Knievel's 1974 attempt to jump Snake River Canyon at Twin Falls, Idaho. Yes. With a Sky Cycle X2. Now, I was not alive back then, but I do remember hearing about that. Yes. Do you remember? Was he successful? I don't know have to look that up i don't know <laughs> um and so when bart first appears at springfield gorge in the distance uh this was based on omar sharif's entrance in lawrence of arabia oh so, classy yeah exactly and um 
Yeah, so of course Homer get, intervenes. The reason he goes over the cliff is because he realizes what Bart's about to do. And he says, I tried ordering you, I tried punishing you, and by God, I even tried reasoning with you. And the only thing left to do is to take the jump myself. But then Bart like tells him not to. It's, yes. it's just a comedy of errors. Yes. And yeah, so, and then of course, this is probably one of the first times it happens where we get the really sweet, nice moment. Mm -hmm. They have the interaction. Mm -hmm. They say that they love each other and everything. And then immediately after, Homer goes off the cliff. And one of the only times it happens with Homer and Bart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I always laugh at this when Homer's going over and he has the realization... I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. This is the greatest thrill of my life. I'm king of the world. And then, and then immediately falls. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, as I put that, here, that gorge fall. That's just so good. Mm-hmm. That skateboard doesn't follow the rules of... Uh, of of Nothing follows the rules of anything. Of, of physics. Science. All. Like... It was moving around. It was mm-hmm. going up with his it's feet. It's science. The wind. <laughs> like, traction only does so much on a yes. skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, last thing I want to mention about this was his fall as he's coming down. Um, I think it was in the last episode we mentioned, I forget who it was, one of the producers of The Simpsons said that people like to see Homer getting hurt, but they don't like to actually see him get quote unquote hurt. We mm-hmm. saw him get quote so, unquote hurt. Yes. Blood. He was, he was laid up next to and then, uh Yeah, blood and then bumps on his head and everything like that. So obviously mm-hmm. this was well before they had made that decision. But Yeah, because we said when he went to the hospital with the birds, mm-hmm. they didn't want the originally they had him all bloody and everything and mm-hmm. they were like, No no no, we're not gonna do that. But we didn't see him uh him hurt the second time. Right. Correct. definitely more hurt yes all right so that takes us to the end of this episode so um any final thoughts on this i mean we said a lot about it at the beginning but anything else that you'd like to add before we uh move on here it was fine yeah i said pretty much my whole i didn't love it but i remember it being a lot better Mm -hmm. yeah okay well i'm gonna disagree with both of you I still think this episode is great. I still really enjoy it. Um, And maybe part of it is because I have rose-colored glasses on because, again, this was very early on and this is when I first started watching the show and things Mm -hmm. like that. So maybe that's also why. But I don't know. This episode always just kind of stuck out to me. You know, it's memorable. There's a lot of pretty funny moments in it. Well, I should say there are a few funny moments in it. Um, I will say that it's definitely not as funny as I remembered. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's not just because like, you know, I had seen it before or anything like that, but, um, there were still some good laughs in it. And of course, I mean, just that, that cliff fall is just, the gorge fall is just perfect. I mean, right. there's, there's so much good about that. So, and I definitely like it for Homer, uh, as what he is because, I was just watching a thing about The Simpsons, mm-hmm. uh, and I had never seen this episode before, but there's a season 10 episode where Homer falls in love with a uh, 
a cop drama because the main character is named Homer Simpson. Yes. And <laughs> then he starts... And he's super cool. Yeah, and then he starts hating him because Homer Simpson turns into this bumbling maniac. Yep. And it's kind of the writers showing they know what they're doing with right. with Homer. Yep. And they kind of don't want it to turn it turn this way, but mm-hmm. they don't really have a choice. Right. At this point. And at this point they've already made that decision, mm-hmm. so it's like, well, it is what it is now. Yeah. So so yeah, that's and so you're saying it's kind of refreshing to see Homer in this way. Yeah, yeah. And uh because he's big-hearted. He For just sure. doesn't always make the right decision and isn't the smartest person in the world right. back then. Right. And there was like a season 1 episode which whatever, but uh there's a joke where he's reading a book and then there's a season 11 episode where he can't spell the word gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's my thoughts well that's 11 years so <laughs> is it though not in simpsons time but <laughs> so all right um so brendan why don't you go over our ratings here uh in its original american broadcast uh, Bart the Daredevil finished 20th in Nielsen ratings for the week of December 3rd through 9th. I feel like that's one of our yeah, that's one higher of the rated. Yeah. Uh, in 1990, making The Simpsons the highest rated television series on Fox that week. Yep. Okay. Hmm. Thank you for that. Okay. So before we go here, uh, Act 4. Anyone have anything? I do. What do you got? Um... I, Sunday was kind of a lost day for us because Brian was doing stuff in the kitchen and he also broke two of my vintage Pyrex bowls. NBD. Um, They were the Amish Butterprint Cinderella nesting ones. So if anyone knows of where I can find two of these for a fairly decent cost that is not $200 like I've seen on Etsy, hit me up and let me know. Um, I saw a full set for $1,000. NBD! (laughs) Was it the Amish Butterprint? Yes. Amish Butterprint, I told you, is expensive. Mm -hmm. My apologies again. Anyways, on Sunday, when I wasn't napping on the couch with my Deanie Beanie Baby Boy, who is doing fine, Timothy, he thanks you for asking, um, I was watching a Netflix limited series called This is Robbery, which is about an art heist that happened in Boston on St. Patrick's Day in 1990. Um, I forget the name of the art museum, but you all have probably heard of this. It was where the robbers cut the art out of the frames. And the museum just left the empty frames hanging where the art should have been. Um, Because that's what they were, like, they were told, don't replace it, just leave it there. Um and to this day, they really don't know who did it. Did they find it? No, they've never found it. They don't know who did it. Which I they, don't... They believe it 
has to do with either the Irish mob or the Italian mob, because the mobs are kind of rampant in Boston. Um, but there were two college kids who walked right past the Daytona five the the Daytona car. There was a model car that was called the Daytona. Okay. And which was absolutely a civilian car. It's not something that a cop would be an undercover cop would be driving. So these two college kids walked past this parked car with two guys who had on Boston police uniforms. And they got a pretty good look at them. And when they went and told the police, the police really didn't take them seriously. Like, oh, you were two drunk kids on St. Patrick's Day. And the the one guy is like, no, there was a badge just like on that jacket. And the cop, the one cop got up, took the jacket away, and he's like, no, you're just making this up. They were never recovered. Hmm. Over $200 million worth of stolen art. Wow. They, for a very long time, they thought one of the guards was in on it, and it's a very good case against it, and this guard would be played by Blake Anderson in the movie. <laughs> Um, but it's a great series. It's only four episodes long, 45 minutes an episode. You can easily breeze through it on a weekend day or whenever. So, yes, I don't get it for two. I'm going to say two things about it. Okay. One. Yes. And I've already said this. Uh-huh. It wasn't a robbery. There it was wasn't. no use of violence. Well, when the guys went into... When the guys walked into the gallery, supposedly what they said was, this is a robbery. And then they... Then how did no one see their faces? Because they had hats on and they, like, it was, it was in, it was during the night. And that's why they think that Blake Anderson had something to do with it. Not really Blake Anderson, but... Um, um, Two. And then they duck and then they duct taped him. Yeah. Yeah. What's number two? You just pulled a Lance Murdoch. I, I have two remember. things. I don't know. One <laughs> and then no two. Alright, well thank you for that. It was very good. Also, the movie Things Heard and Seen, that's pretty good as well. Okay, thank you. Brendan, anything? Yeah. Um if you're a fan of Star Wars and you want the best piece of Star Wars media ever, KOTOR 2, play it. It's phenomenal. Maybe you should uh, tell them what KOTOR means. Knights of the Old Republic 2, it's a old, old game. Uh, it's on Steam for like five bucks. Um, you should probably play the first one first, but even though the gameplay of 2 especially is not very good... The story in 2 especially is phenomenal, and uh, if you don't want to play the game, there's a YouTube channel, Unreal Cinema, that is uh, making an animated series of all of KOTOR 1. And when they're done with that, maybe they'll do KOTOR 2, too. I thought you were going to say if you're a fan of Star Wars and hate yourself, don't, then watch. Don't watch The Bad Batch. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do that to yourself. I'm going to, but don't do that to yourself. <laughs>
It's, yeah. It's like how I watch Manifest because I Ugh. hate myself. Brendan's going to watch Bad Batch because he hates himself. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Thank you for that. And for me, I just want to um, recommend another podcast. Uh, this time, one of my favorite people <laughs> in the world, J.B. Smoove, actor, legend, stars in one of the greatest movies of all time, Pootie Tang. <laughs> just because a lady dresses classy and likes to dance on the corner. <laughs> so he's in Pootie Tang. He's also in um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, where he plays Larry David's best friend and He's just hilarious. I think he's really funny. I've always loved him. Um, he has he does great on panel, like when he's been on Conan O'Brien and things like that. Just really, really funny. Well, he has a podcast now on Conan's podcast network called May I Elaborate? Daily Wisdom from J.B. Smoove. And it is a daily podcast. It's only uh, been about 15 minutes is like the max and basically what he does is him and his partner Miles, they um, talk about inspirational quotes from um, one of those calendars where it's like a quote a day. And Miles reads the quote, and then JB gives his take on what the quote means. Does Miles have spider sense? He does not. So it's very funny. It is definitely not um, family-friendly. J.B. Smoove drops a lot of swear words on this, but um, I find it very, very funny. And, of course, his advice is not very helpful. But, nonetheless, a very entertaining show. So, All right, so that being said, I think we're going to put a fork in this because we're done. Uh, But before we go... Dumb. Before we go... I don't think I get that joke. People, people have said, put a fork in me. I'm done. I think it's dumb. Like, you put a fork, boop. In food. To, That's yeah. so... Yeah. I hate it. I know, right? <laughs> Never say that to me again. Awful. <laughs> Ending on a high note. Never talk to me or Awful. my son again. Just remember, so if you hate that phrase, or if you love that phrase... Or if you want to fight me! That, that too. Uh, you can email us at soitscometothispod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at soitscometothis underscore pod, or Facebook, so it's come the number two this. And, of course, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple and Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcast. And while you're there, make sure to like and subscribe. Or wherever podcasts are sold. Yes. Sold. All right. We're not making money off of oh, this. damn it. Why are we doing this then? <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's get out of here. Oh, me? Goodbye. I, I love all of you very dearly and deeply, and you are all in my soul and in my will. In my will and in my heart and in my brain and... To- all the listeners <laughs> of this podcast. I'd love to kiss y'all on the mouth this one day. Oh my god. <laughs> Is that going to be a Patreon tier? I believe the last episode when you said you wanted to kiss them all, you said afterwards, I didn't say I wanted to kiss them on the mouth, did I? Because that would be weird. And now you I'm just... amping it up, baby! Yep. Okay. 
No, I already said goodbye. I don't know why you're pointing at I'm me not, still. Direct it. Five hundred dollars for the kiss on the mouth tier. <laughs> Look for us on Patreon. Coming soon. Must uh, be fully vaccinated. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, I can't top that. So, <laughs> see ya. All right. So let's put a fork in this. We're done. No, I no! you. Stop Smell it. You. Smell you later, everyone. Ugh. Also, that that suit would fail. I've been watching a lot of lawyers, and I know this because uh, because uh, male male um, male no. What? Oh, it's happening again. Ah! <laughs> yep. Words are difficult. Um. Uh. Just tell me later. Yeah, I'll tell you later. Okay.